Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. You are looking live at Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN Primetime. Hour number three of VSIN Primetime alongside Tulane Green Wave. Great Sean King. This Tulane Green Wave red hot right now. Some bowl projections saying they could be in the New Year's Six as the group of five participant and a gentleman who knows all a thing or two about bowl projections and what's going on in college football. Editor-in-chief of college football over at The Athletic and one of my favorite podcasts, he and Bruce Feldman, uh, multiple times a week on The Audible. It is Stuart Mandel who joins us right now. Stuart, we appreciate it. And, you know, a lot of folks are, are fired up for what we could see next week with Tennessee taking on Georgia in a potential one versus three showdown. But they've both got some interesting foes this week. And I'll start with Tennessee, Kentucky. I think the contrasting styles is fascinating. You know, you look at the Kentucky strength defensively against the prolific nature of this Tennessee offense. Pretty big spread. Yes, Tennessee is at home. Uh, but but how do you look at Kentucky and Tennessee uh, on Saturday? The way I look at the kind of difference between those two, uh, Will Levis is getting all this buzz about being a high first-round draft pick. Um, he's got decent stats. But – he doesn't elicit, at least at this level, the kind of confidence that, that Hen and Hooker does. I mean, he's, he's running that offense to perfection. Um, I know that Kentucky will try to grind out long drives and keep it away from them, but they can score so quickly that I just think it's going to be hard for Kentucky to, uh, to keep up with them for 60 minutes. You know, here's what's interesting, Stuart. I'd love to get your opinion on this. I actually pick S, uh, Kentucky to win the SEC East. I thought Georgia would take a step back. Obviously, they haven't. I thought that uh, Kentucky and Tennessee were kind of in the same position, teams on the precipice of you know kind of emerging in, into a, a higher, I guess, category as far as how they're viewed. But I gave Kentucky the edge at the end of the day because of Coach Stoops' experience in this conference. How much does that play into this weekend's game? Tough spot for Josh Heupel. Uh, his kid's been walking around since that Alabama game. Everybody's patting him on the back. They basically had a, a glorified scrimmage against UT Martin, and they have Georgia next week. Tim brought up a good point. In the hallways, in the classrooms, up in Knoxville, I don't think it's been, are you guys ready for Kentucky? It's can we go to Athens and win? How much does this matchup, veteran SEC coach and Coach Stoops going up against up-and-coming hot Young coach and Josh Heupel play in the Saturday's matchup. 
Yeah, I mean, you're right about how this kind of falls perfectly to be a, a trap game, a trap game um, with all the hype that's already happening for the Georgia game to the point where if the game were in Lexington, I would be very tempted to pick Kentucky. Mm-hmm. I'm just having a hard time seeing them go into Knoxville and do this. It's a night game. That place is going to be rocking. Um, so, you know, that makes it less, to me, that makes it less likely of an upset. Chat once again with Stuart Mandel from The Athletic. Stuart, I knew you. I know you were uh, in Eugene last weekend watching Oregon uh, dismantle UCLA. Really impressive uh, performance. And I, I'm kind of putting the cart before the horse here because they still have some tricky spots. Granted, both will be at home against Washington and then Utah and then whoever they ultimately face in the Pac-12 championship, whether it be USC or Utah again. But, you know, Oregon has this this ugly loss, a 46-point loss against Georgia in week one. But, man, they look like they've turned it around. They're going to have some nice wins if they do run the table. We'll get our first playoff rankings revealed next week. How do you think the committee is going to look at that 46-point loss against Georgia? And, you know, if Oregon runs the table, I know lots of things have to happen here, but do you think the Ducks have a shot to, uh, to make it into the playoff? Yeah, it's a it's a it's an unprecedented situation. I mean, the committee has definitely held it against teams in the past that had lopsided losses. Um, but to me, this is different than like when Ohio State lost to Purdue, you know, got crushed by Purdue uh, in the middle of the season. Purdue, I think, ended up six and six that year. This was to the number one team in the country in their backyard in the first game uh, of Dan Lan- Dan Lanning's tenure. So. I mean, part of the reason you have a committee is that you're not just looking at the scores. You're seeing how a team evolves over the course of the season. And I do think Oregon has gotten better and better. Uh, Bo Nix has been um, – just looks like an entirely different quarterback than he did at Auburn uh, in, in Kenny Dillingham's offense. So that will be one of the interesting things when the committee rankings come out. I mean, you'll be able to tell um, if they're still holding that against them if they're lower – in the or significantly lower in the committee rankings than in the AP poll. Uh, my hunch is that they that that will not happen. That the committee will come out and say, "Yeah, that was a terrible loss." And if it had been to you know mediocre teams, that would be more alarming than to the fact that it was the defending national champs. You know, Stuart, my frustration is not Oregon because I, they got a chance. You know, whether you think that an early season loss should factor into it or not. It's kind of neither here nor there. I just think the eye test should, should ultimately tell the story. Here's what frustrates me. You cannot watch Clemson and think that they should be in any kind of college football playoff, not the 2022 <clears throat> version. Yet, if they run the table, they're going to get in over an undefeated TCU that could potentially run the table. They're going to get in over a one-loss Southern Cal, a one-loss Oregon. Tennessee, Bama, Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, however those matchups play out. Do you think this Clemson team is a college football playoff team? They're certainly not at the level of the the great um, Trevor Lawrence teams or the Sean Watson teams before that, but I think they're pretty good. I think that uh, certainly their defense is very good, and you know this year you've seen the offense get – Again, somewhere between when it was really bad last year and how great it was with Trevor Lawrence. So an undefeated Power 5 team, no matter what conference, is always going to go to the playoff. If they can run the table and finish 13-0, and I'm not going to have a problem with Clemson getting in there. It's once they lose a game, um, like you mentioned TCU. Is Clemson going to get preference over – one loss, Clemson get preference over TCU because of the brand, because of the past history. You know, that's the kind of thing that could creep up if we get into a situation where we're, you know, comparing um, 12-1 and ACC champ to a 12-1 and Pac-12 or Big 12 champ. Chatting once again with Stuart Mandel. Uh, on The Athletic, each and every week, you guys do a straw poll uh, for, for the Heisman Trophy. And, you know, this year, it's kind of fascinating because it feels like, Stuart, you know, Ohio State, and this isn't a knock on them. They've just kind of been on cruise control. You know, C.J. Stroud's putting up numbers. But he is, in the betting market, you know, the odds-on favorite. You know, minus 125 or, you know, somewhere in that ballpark. When Hendon Hooker, as of right now, at the Athletic, you know, as you guys poll, I think it was 38 different, you know, uh, college football reporters, have Hendon Hooker winning the award. 
Do you think that C.J. Stroud, because of this weekend against Penn State and Ohio State and then the Big Ten Championship, is there still just enough ahead of C.J. Stroud that that's why the betting market is is anticipating that move when, as of right now, in the eyes of a lot of college football reporters at The Athletic, Hendon Hooker would be the guy? Yeah, I mean, I think the difference between what we do and what Vegas is doing is we're voting as if the season ended today. Sure. And I think Hendon Hooker has been the most outstanding player of the season so far. Um, C.J. Stroud, he, you know, he had his moment. He had his big moment against Alabama. And C.J. Stroud hasn't got really gotten his yet. This week against Penn State could be that. But if not that, certainly the Michigan game. So we know that if, if they go on and they beat Penn State and they beat Michigan and he keeps putting up big numbers, he's going to have a really good chance to win the thing. Um, I'm sure also... They're taking into account that maybe they don't think Tennessee's going to beat Georgia. So the Heisman is still enough up in the air that, you know, it doesn't – our straw poll, again, snapshot of where the race is right now, can change you – know, it could change by Saturday. It could change within a couple of weeks. You know, we've noticed, I think, since the playoff came into existence that it basically comes down to that last weekend, whose team is still in the hunt for a playoff spot. It's very hard now to win the Heisman if you're not in one of those four playoff teams. Stewart, what's your opinion of Michigan? A lot of people thought Michigan would take a step back. A lot of turnover on his staff, lost both coordinators. Of course, Aiden Hutchinson, uh, Ajabo, Daxon Hill, a lot of guys that were on last year's college football team are now in the National Football League. What's your take on Michigan so far? Yeah, I've been really impressed. Uh, I think they're actually better than last year's team, and last year's team was pretty good uh, because J.J. McCarthy gives that offense just a different dimension. He's a better passer. He can run as well. Um, and obviously Blake Corum has been outstanding. Now it's also been, you know, I think both Ohio state and Michigan have not been tested that much because it, the big Ten's just not very deep this year. So um, they did crush Penn state and kudos to them. Uh, but that was a home game. They have not played many games outside Ann Arbor this year. Um, they're going to have to beat Ohio state and Columbus to make the playoff. Because, you know, we were talking about the committee earlier, and um, I think it would be a mistake to dock uh, Oregon for losing big to Georgia and then not hold it against Michigan that they played three cupcakes, right? Because then what's the point of scheduling a game against Georgia? You want to incentivize teams to do that. And so, I mean, Oregon could have played Michigan's three non-conference schedules and you'd be uh, undefeated right now. We're chatting once again with Stuart Mandel from The Athletic. Make sure to check out his podcast. He and Bruce Feldman multiple times a week. The Audible, wherever you get your podcasts and read all his work over at The Athletic. All right, we'll leave you on this, the biggest game of the week. Iowa hosting your alma mater, Northwestern. Northwestern, mm. the Purple Cats, <laughs> catching 11 and a half. We got a live dog situation, Stu, in, uh, in, in uh, Iowa City. As terrible as Northwestern has been, and they have been terrible, um, I find it hard to believe that you can lose to 11 by 11 points to an Iowa team that has thrown for two touchdown passes the entire season. So, you know, I, I don't think they're going to go into Iowa City and win, but that's a big, big number when you're facing a team with the worst, one of the worst offenses, frankly, in recent college football history. Stu says, give me those points with the Purple Cats. Hey, Stuart, great stuff. Great stuff Stuart. We'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks for having me. There he is. Stuart Mandel from The Athletic. Great college football insight right there. It is V-CIN primetime. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. 
Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSEN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. It is VSIN Prime Time. We'll chat with our senior NBA analyst, Jonathan Von Tobel. Coming up in 15 minutes, get his thoughts on the early NBA season. Impressive teams, disappointing teams, Lakers, uh, and uh, how he's feeling about that Lakers bet he made on the air, plus 210 to miss the playoffs. They are a five-point underdog at Denver tonight. No Russell Westbrook in the lineup for Los Angeles. Sean is on the Pacers tonight. Yep, Pacers. Catching seven? Eight and a, uh, seven and a half, I got it at. Okay. Uh, Magic, I think the Magic are getting eight and a half. Down four at the half, so. It doesn't matter. Four, five minutes in the fourth is when you look at the NBA game. <laughs> uh, I took Connor McDavid to score a goal tonight. All right, let's uh, get a little. Oilers uh, are playing the Blues, and I uh, also took uh, Tambay Lightning on the puck line. Embarrassing loss for them last night. They don't want to fall too far below 500. They get a really bad Ducks team. I think uh, they, they put up a good effort tonight, but we'll see. All right, uh, let's get to some movers in the NFL market. We did a little bit of this yesterday looking at NFC and AFC futures odds. Now, this is to make or miss the postseason, mm-hmm. and uh, we have some notable lines to make the playoffs. So, this, the Los Angeles Chargers went from minus 275, Sean, to make the playoffs. They are now minus 150 to make the playoffs. Makes sense. Do you believe... Because they're in the playoffs currently. But do you believe that the Chargers will be in the playoffs? That's why we've seen this drastic of a move after... I think their bye week came at the perfect time. I think from a health standpoint, they got to get Keenan Allen healthy. Uh, Luckily for them, Mike Williams only looks like he has an ankle sprain. Uh, When it happened, I was like, oh, goodness, he's out for the year. But, I mean, they still have Justin Herbert, you know, and... um, that's a big piece of the pie. It's a big piece of the puzzle. So I'm not willing to lay 50 cent, you know, just because I think they're, that's an extremely volatile division, uh, especially if the Raiders are able to go down to New Orleans and win. And I was like, you know, they're starting to get better. So I'm probably just going to sit this one out. Uh, you know who also had Justin Herbert? Uh, Mario Cristobal. He did a really good job with him. He got Van Dyke now. He's yeah. ruining him. 
<laughs> I mean, let, let's be Moms, honest. don't sing your kids to Mario Cristobal if they play quarterback. Sean, it, it's, it's hard to play defense against Middle Tennessee and Duke. I mean, that those are... I mean, Duke was breaking up the U. I mean, what does what the world come to? And this wasn't basketball. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, the Chiefs went from minus 800 to minus 2,500 to make the playoffs. I'm going to say they're a safe bet to make the playoffs. Uh, so that's why you've seen that. Here's an interesting one, Sean. The Atlanta Falcons went from plus 300, which those odds preseason, I don't even know what they were. Must have been incredibly high. Now they're at plus 175, Sean, to make the postseason. Uh, we'll get to the odds on the other side. Yeah, because I was going to say, I think you have market. to pair this with the Bucks. Bucks to miss the playoffs with yeah, plus 225. I, I'm pretty sure the NFC South's only getting one team. Yeah. I think and that's, that's whoever wins the division. So, I mean, that would seem to be the way the Saints are kind of, I don't really sure what's going on. They, they named Andy Dalton a starter. Michael Thomas is, is pulling the tricks he pulled last year as far as not being available. I would expect that the Saints become sellers here at some point. You know, down the stretch. So I don't see them winning the division. So if you're going to take the Falcons to make it, it's because they're going to win the division. So then I'd also play the Bucks to miss it, which is plus 225. But do you believe that? No. Yeah. I think the Bucks meander along and scratch and claw their way to a, a, a nine and eight, 10 and seven type season and win the division and get in the playoffs and, and lose in the first round, most likely. So right now the Falcons are three and four. They're a home favorite this weekend to the Panthers, but that line's kind of been on the move a little bit in favor of Carolina. So do you have a live dog situation there? Uh, then they get the Chargers off a of bye. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't believe in the Falcons. You know, congrats on being you know great against the spread up until last week. They've got weapons. They I mean, do, and Mariota's played pretty well. I this meant to year. ask you, like, any Drake London love for Rookie of the Year? I mean, he's been good. You know, Kyle Pitts has missed some games. They still haven't had Cordell Patterson back in about three, four weeks. So, I mean. He's got 26 catches for 315 and two touchdowns. Not bad for a team that I think uh, Mariota had, what, five, six completions? He had less than 10 completions in multiple games this year. Well, that's what makes me worried. Is right. The offense. Is, yeah. It is. Yeah. They've been competitive. Mariota. They're no. playing hard. Six and oh, six and one ATS. Yeah. You know they didn't cover last week. All right, another team that is now minus three dollars to make the playoffs. The New York Football Giants, Sean. Are they doing it? Are they making the playoffs this year? They're six and one. Making the playoffs. Yeah. Seven I think, teams. I have, think the bet is seven uh, teams have to make the playoffs. What? What are they not to make it? I can look that. To up. To me, that would be the value because I don't want to lay. $3. Well, this, this is just a graphic showing the movement right. that but we've it's $3 seen. Right, now. So, yeah. it is maybe as this would be a sell-high opportunity Right, that's what I'm saying. Giants. Yeah, let me sell this watch. Plus oh, yeah. 225 I'd be much more likely in, or inclined to go Giants miss the playoffs. Because what they're doing right now isn't sustainable. Oh, you I, mean, it, it, you mean being 6-1 and one and having a plus 20 uh, dude, point margin? When it was brought to my <laughs> attention, because I knew it was bad. But when it was brought to my attention that they don't have a receiver with over 200 receiving yards on the season, Tim, they played seven games. Now, I didn't go to all my classes at Tulane. I definitely didn't do all my own work, but there were a couple things that I came on campus knowing. 30 times 7 is 210. That's correct. So they don't have a receiver averaging 30 receiving yards per game that's been available for all seven games? This is just sustainable. This is ridiculous. The top receiver for the New York Giants, Richie James, 20 catches, 191 yards, averaging 27.3 yards per game. Now, uh, Sterling Shepard, who's injured, was averaging over 50 yards per game, but he's, but he's out for the Ooh. season. <laughs> they broke the double quarter. Oh, my goodness. 50 yards a game? Well, wow. And uh, Wandale Robinson, who's only played in three games, is averaging a whopping 30.7. Oh, so yards. he's on his way. <laughs> if he plays seven weeks, okay, he'll get there. Like, come on, that's not sustainable what they're doing. All right, so a sell-high candidate would be the New York Giants. Uh, you betting against them this week against the Jags? Or no, no um, against the um, Seahawks? Uh, no, they're not covered this week. Probably. Yeah. The problem is betting that because I would I agree that this is Fugazi, Seahawks on the road, yeah. home to the Lions, home to the, or sorry, home to the Texans, home to the Lions before playing the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Yeah, I probably won't bet that game though. Which one? 
The Giants game. Yeah. Because I like the uh I like losing. I apparently like losing money. I'm I'm betting the Patriots. I'm fading the Jets this week. Patriots. I'm laying the two and a half. Yeah, I, get, I'm with you on that one. It's gonna get the three probably. Too. I'm with you on that one. And and I'm sure somehow Robert Salah will find a way for the Jets to lose by two. I agree. <laughs> uh the Titans now. Uh they've been moving. Minus one oh five to make the playoffs last week, now minus two dollars after their win over the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, yeah, it seems likely unless we're going to see uh They're going to win the division, so they're going to auto-get auto I know. I'm telling you, though, Sam Ellinger reminds me of Jalen Hurts. Same kind of player. I wouldn't be surprised if he has that kind of success. What type of offense do you expect to see in Indianapolis? Because I think a big reason that Matt Ryan, who, by the way, threw like a combined 110 passing attempts the last two weeks, and now they're benching him, I think it's he can't st- he can't stay upright because it, the offensive line is so bad, and that's why you bring in Ellinger. Which is ironic because two years ago, it was the best thought, offensive line yeah, in the they league, had the best in the league. So, I think what we're looking at is Indy looks at what gives them problems, and it's when the quarterback's not static, when it's a guy that can get outside of the pocket, that can extend plays. I think I talked to you you know, uh, to you about this opinion pertaining Justin Fields. Mm -hmm. You know, it's much better with a young player like him. And Nick Sirianni has to, in my opinion, I know they're undefeated, but if they really want to win a championship, I think he has to adapt this too. If you have an athletic quarterback, it's better just to call pass plays. And if nothing's there, allow him to leave the pocket and have people that are adjusting their route package to find completions. You'll get a lot of explosive plays. That's what beat New England. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the structured passing game of Chicago it was Justin moving out of the pocket guys getting open downfield I think you're gonna see a lot of that with Indy by the way uh we'll get to these maybe a little bit later on in the show but uh the Packers now a favorite to miss the playoffs minus 160 I like them to cover these points this week let's just get through this 11 and a half point dog to the Buffalo Bills that's Sean I'm Tim Who's been the most surprising team so far in the NBA season? Jonathan Von Tobel, next. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get everything VSIN has to offer for the rest of the football season for only 99 bucks. Sign up now and get our VSIN Pro access all the way through the Super Bowl, including. Our pro picks, daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests, pro tools like our exclusive betting splits, pro tips with actionable insights to up your betting game, deep dive daily, betting reports on the NBA, NHL, and MLB playoffs, plus our upcoming college basketball, college bowl, and Super Bowl betting guides. Give yourself an edge. Head to VEASAN.com slash subscribe to get your $99 midseason special today. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe. Subscribe alongside Sean King. I am mm-hmm. Tim Murray. It is VSIN Prime Time presented by BetMGM. And on Wednesdays, we are always happy to be joined by our colleague and senior NBA analyst and also host here on VSIN, the one and only Jonathan Von Tobel at me, JVT on Twitter. Uh, JVT, we actually have some late night hoops here tonight. So uh, let's jump into it right now where we look. Uh, Portland at home. Catching two and a half. Portland has gotten off to a really uh, encouraging start this year, JVT. A total of, uh, looks like 220, 220 and a half or so. Um, what do you make of tonight's matchup out in uh, in the city of roses, Portland? Uh, well, uh, I did not know that. First off, I did not know that's what the uh, city was called. So that's a good is. note uh, for me. And uh, I won't look it up. I'll just use that. And if I get called <laughs> out and it's wrong, I'll blame you. That's fine. Uh, so I, I, took, uh, I took Miami plus one early this morning, Tim. It was up in the column as well. So... Uh, favorable line move here uh, in our favor, at least. And I'll say this, like it's, I even wrote about it. I put it, it's like, you know, Miami offense has been pretty bad. 106.7 points per 100 possessions uh, bench, just 28.8 points per game. They're only shooting 33.6% uh, from beyond the arc. So of course we're going to back them on their first road game of the season against an undefeated team in Portland. <laughs> uh, right. But, but I, I think while Portland has done some things really well, I think from a matchup perspective, this does fall a little bit more into the hands of Miami, right? If you look at the Miami's first few opponents, for example, they have played Toronto twice. They have played Boston. Those are two very wing-oriented teams. 
multiple six, seven, six, eight guys with some stoutness to them that to deal with that can crash the glass, take advantage of Miami's lack of size. And while Portland does have some size in their own right and some bodies along the wing, these more slender athletic guys that won't really body up Miami as much. And it's a backcourt oriented team. You have some defensive options to throw at Damian Lillard and Anthony Simon. So I think from a matchup perspective, it really helps out Miami. I think Miami's just a little bit better than what they've shown. Remember in their last game too, Caleb Martin got suspended for a game because of course he got in that altercation. Uh, I think it was with the uh, the Toronto rookie Okolo the other night. So he gets suspended for a game. He's going to be back. And I think you also started to see in that game against Denver, right? We all got wrapped up in Anthony Simons and Damian Lillard scoring 58 points, shooting 20-32. Um, buried in that game was a defensive rating of nearly 119 for the Portland Trailblazers. So I think that starts to show itself here too tonight. So I made it the Miami just over minus one and a half. So I took one. We're up to, as you mentioned, two and a half. So hopefully on the right side of this one. But I think it's a good spot for Miami tonight. Now, JVT, very public team, uh, resides in Los Angeles. I'm talking about the yes. Clippers, talking about the Lakers, the ones with the bright colored jerseys. They're not very good, but they do have enough talent so that they, I think, are going to have significant value as underdogs in specific spots. Help me out on what those spots are going to look like. For the Lakers? Yes. Yeah, I, so I think tonight's one of them, Sean. You know, I took Lakers plus six today against the Denver Nuggets. And here's the thing, and I hate to kind of steer into this narrative, but it does help a little bit. Russell Westbrook's not going to play tonight, it looks like. It, that that helps out a little bit with what you're doing offensively, right? If you've watched the Lakers over the last couple of games, uh, what you see is a team who, when Russell Westbrook's on the floor, opposing centers are guarding him, and we'll put air quotes around guarding, because all they do is just sit in the paint and allow him to shoot and challenge him to take some of those bad mid-range shots. That's why he got benched at the end of that Portland game for the last three possessions because of a terrible decision uh, there. So I think when we're talking about like a spot like this tonight where the number was as high as six, we're down to five. Michael Porter Jr. is not going to play either. That helps out the Lakers. But the fact tonight, Sean, that their spacing is going to be so much better, I think really helps them out. And to your point about having some value, this is still a really good defensive team. If you look at some of the numbers, 105.4 points per 100 possessions, 86.7 point, uh, points per 100 plays in half-court settings. Those are really good defensive numbers for the Los Angeles Lakers. And they've looked solid in transition, and they're running a lot. Uh, they got a transition frequency rate or you know the percentage of possessions that they start with a transition play over 20%. That's a high rate, so they're going to get out and run against teams like the Nuggets, who have been absolutely awful in defending in transition. So I think, Sean, to your point, I think those are the spots you're looking for, right? Not specifically spots that Russell Westbrook, which they might be uh, picking up maybe here uh, as we move forward. But I think teams that struggle to defend in transition, teams are a little bit slower. And, of course, a team that's maybe average offensively that the Lakers can kind of use their defense because they're still pretty solid with Russell Westbrook out there. But I backed them tonight, and I will say, I think there's a very good shot they get their first win tonight. We're chatting with Jonathan Von Tober, our senior NBA analyst at MeJVT on Twitter. And as he referenced, his column is up each and every morning uh, on vsin.com. He's got his picks up there. Uh, he's got a recap of the night that was in the NBA. Always a valuable information to read uh, on the mornings on vsin.com. Uh, you know, one final thought on the NBA, because I know you got some thoughts on, on, a, on a college football game that I'm actually intrigued in uh, as well. Just overall, is there a team that has exceeded your expectations here this early week? I know you try to, you know, keep things. You don't want to overreact too much. But has there been a team that you've kind of picked up on and said, you know what, maybe this is a, a team to look to back in certain situations or has gotten off to a better start uh, to the season than you really anticipated? So I don't know if I want to back them because I've actually this is going to be the second night in a row that I've been against them. Uh, but I like the Utah Jazz, Tim, for are, are an example that I think are really fascinating because – Look, the Jazz uh, are a team that obviously traded away a lot of talent. Uh, four out of the five guys that were in their starting lineup last year are all on different teams. And they're clearly trying to do something here in terms of tearing this thing down and rebuilding. However, some of the talent they got back is actually relatively solid, right? Like Larry Markin is a relatively decent player. Uh, guys like Jared Vanderbilt, really good and solid players for them. So I think that this team has obviously been a little bit better than what we have expected so far. However, because of this hot start, the market's gotten like crazy wacky with them. You know, for example, tonight, go back to Monday. Monday, they played the Rockets in Houston. They closed as two-point favorites, the Jazz did, and they lost the game outright to the Rockets. Now, we come back here to Utah. They're up to an eight-point favorite with no major injuries and no differences in terms of personnel for the Houston Rockets from that last game. Well, that's a massive swing for a league, which, by the way, home court's probably worth about one and a half points, just like it was last year. So the market loves the Utah Jazz. 
They are saying that they are five and a half, six points better than a team that was power rated identically to them before the season began. So I think not so much that you're loving teams that got off the hot starts, Tim, but you kind of put it the way that I look at it. You want to take these hot starts with little grains of salt. And if you want to tell me that you want to upgrade the Utah Jazz, that's fine. But upgrading to the point where you're saying that they are six points better than the Houston Rockets on a neutral court, I think that's kind of strong, especially when you start to evaluate some of their wins in the way that they're winning. Destroying teams in the offensive glass, second chance points, shooting the ball relatively well, some things that will probably start to regress. And when your best scorer is a forward like Lowry Marketing, who's just hitting a bunch of jump shots, your offense will tend to regress as well. So I think all this put together, like I said, I bet against them on Monday. I took seven here. I totally misread it. It's up to eight. I think the market's wrong in loving the Jazz so much. We'll find out again tonight if I'm right. But I think that's the overall point. It's just don't get too wackadoo like, with some of these hot starts. Because like the Spurs, for example, they just shot the ball really well for two games. And I think you're going to start to see them kind of come back down to the pack. You always want to look at some of these hot starts and the cold starts too and look as to why they're happening because I think there's always reasons why, obviously. I can guarantee you Popovich and Danny Ainge are on the phone right now. What in the world is going on? <laughs> these are two teams actively trying to tank. We want Victor Wembanyama. <laughs> can I say really quickly, Sean, because you kind of bring a good point, and you're a former athlete, you, you can speak to this, right? These guys want to win. The players on the court right. want to win these games. Right. It's just the the front offices who try to put the worst product out there. But what's out there is going to try to win every single night. We're chatting with Jonathan Von Tobel at me, JVT, our senior NBA analyst, as mentioned, you know, read all his work, obviously does plenty of hits and hosts for us on the weekends, including the lines revealed show each and every Sunday as Circa opens up the lines at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern JVT's on the air and giving you live reaction to those games. So uh, there's one game that intrigues me and it intrigues you too. And I'm, I'm just going to not say anything because I'm curious where you go. I don't want to lead the witness here. So, TCU is visiting West Virginia. The line is West Virginia getting seven and a half. Uh, so I don't know if you guys have watched. I'm not a big Breaking Bad fan, but one of my favorite things that I see from that show is the gif. Where one of the characters screams, he can't keep getting away with this. I, I feel like that's TCU. Like the stretch that this team has gone through is absolutely ridiculous in terms of the spots, the comebacks, the luck that has worked in their favor when it comes to opposing quarterbacks and injuries. I'm going to say the luck runs out this week. West Virginia statistically has relatively good numbers in terms of their offense. TCU has been a pretty porous defense up to this point, but have been getting lucky with the way some of these offenses have been operating. I'll take a shot with seven and a half at a team that ranks in the top 50 of EPA per play offensively against a team that has gone through some rough stretches from a situational standpoint and keeps coming out unscathed. I think I'm going to grab the seven and a half here this weekend, Tim. Hey, you can go against a lot of things. You cannot go against the great Max Dugan, baby. 19 touchdowns, one interception. Great quarterback play. That's why TCU is undefeated. Dugging for Heisman, baby. <laughs> I, I'm with you, JVT. I stinky spot. It's stinky spot. I'm you just got saying. a noon local kick. West Virginia might have the worst defensive secondary in the entire Big Twelve. We will see. Yeah. J- JVT versus Sean. Apparently, that's the no, way we're no, roll. no. Oh, oh. JVT could be right. I'm not going to bet. I'll leave it alone. JVT, we appreciate it, man. Great stuff. Good dog. to talk to you guys. Thank you. There he is, Jonathan Von Tobel, our senior NBA analyst and fellow. Mountaineer backer this weekend. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. 
I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Even a wager that misses can still be a slam dunk with BetMGM, an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Place an NBA one-game parlay wager with four legs or more, and if you miss one leg, you'll receive up to $25 back. Just opt in to this promotion on BetMGM app or website. With one game parlay, you can make selections within a single NBA game, including team and player props. Go ahead and take your favorite NBA star to score big, the home team to cover, and the over in points. Opt in to the promotion, then place an NBA one game parlay wager on four legs or more, and you'll get up to 25 bucks back if you miss one leg. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. All promotions are subject to qualification eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Wrapping things up here on VSIN Primetime alongside Super Bowl champ Sean King. I am Tim Murray. What's up? I'm really impressed with you. I mean, that was excellent. <laughs> My fast reading voice? Yeah. Like, you know, there are times when I'm not really sure that you did any of your own work either. <laughs> well. Shout out to the people at your school. You know, normally the third string, you know, power forward doesn't get his work done for him. But Backup center, thank you very much. You, second string, my bad. Well, I said third, I misspoke. Yeah, come on. Give me a little respect. I misspoke. I'm sorry. Respect. I'm sorry. <laughs> Team only has 10 guys. It's hard to have a third we had, string. Like, we had 15. You know? Oh, okay. I was third string my first two years. <laughs> <laughs> you worked your way up. Yeah. You started on fries. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got it. Got to start on senior night, you know. Yeah, got that. Man. Yeah. Good for you, yeah. man. I made made your your, your parents starting center tweaked his ankle. Got to start a couple games. I met your dad. He's a nice guy too. So I'm glad he got to see his son. <laughs> now, did you stay in the game or you just started? <laughs> you know, sometimes. <laughs> Plead the fifth on that one. Then <laughs> starting at center, Tim Murray. Get my wave. All right. Uh, why are they calling a timeout before the tip? <laughs> No, man. Uh, no. Uh, I know you were a great player. Uh, I was not a great yeah. player. <laughs> it's far from it. I appreciate you trying to be nice. You're, you my, know what? you're my guy. Yeah. I can say you, you you were terrible, but no one else can. Oh, that's all right. Yeah. I can say I was terrible. Got the jersey. Got the, got the 4-4 for all. We got to uh, get us a VEASAN pickleball team together. By the way, uh, apparently, uh, Britain, producer Britain's been watching Doug Ellen in this pickleball tournament. Doug Ellen, of course, uh, joins our show each and every Tuesday, creator of Entourage, Tulane alum. And he's at this Danny Warfel pickleball tournament, and he's representing Tulane. Yeah, he's fired up. And I think he was like 5 or 6-0. and oh. I mean, he was, he was crushing it. Yeah, we can't, we can't let. What's uh, back, the background noise guy? Yeah, he got he got to get bigger shirts. I have been meant to tell you that. Britain's shirt choices. Whoa, whoa. rather small. We got to get him some bigger shirts. And How did that we bring that up? I just... Well, because if he's going to represent us on the pickleball team, he can't be out there with the mediums on. 
<laughs> you know, we got. I got to learn how to play pickleball first. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we were asking you to play. We were just asking you to host. Yeah. Mm. Well, I've already told you. I made it through my whole career with no torn knee ligament. machine. ain't worried about me even trying to play pickleball, <laughs> tennis. <laughs> Competitive oh. basketball, none of that. Okay. Yeah. So you're going to be the ambassador for the team. Yeah, All absolutely. Right. We have Femi, hire him for security. You know, hey. we got to figure out who would be the best pickleballer in the uh, VEASAN staff. That's interesting. I don't know. Because pickleball, I mean, there's some old dudes that are just, that will crush athletes. There was some tweet. Like, I over would say the- Aaron would be good at pickleball, but the racket's probably bigger than him. Man. Jeez. See, oh, low, mm, body shot. Sean body calls shot. me. And I don't understand where this comes from. A bad person, a mean person. Well, I mean, people know I'm just joking. No, they don't. Yes, they do. That's mean. No, people know I'm joking. That's mean. I'm the nicest, you most caring, not. giving person you ever know. this thing from the truth. I'm just saying. Call me during Notre Dame games. You don't think the pickleball rack is too big for Aaron? No, I do not. Well, whatever. Maybe they got a miniature one or something. Man. Come on. What are we doing? Mean. <laughs> He's not out here to defend himself. Mean person. Mean person. All right. Let's wrap up with uh, the biggest stories. <laughs> Of the NFL day, <laughs> try to transition off of that. Just nonsense. I'm just trying to get a goal by Connor McJesus, man. Uh, Russell Wilson is ready to go, Sean. He was working out on the plane. It's un-jet-laggable, uh, mm-hmm. so uh, that's great. Uh, Do you know how aggravating? Let's really put that into perspective. You know how aggravating it would be? If you're sleeping on a To plane. happen to be anywhere around him, and you know you're trying to relax. Let's just say you're watching something that's interesting and, like, he just keeps walking by doing high knee lifts. Like, I mean. Is this annoying? Yeah. Like, Russ, have you lost your mind? Have you gone crazy? You think the pilot's like, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, is someone doing high knees in the middle of the alley here? Because we need to stop. Yeah, please, Kano. Remain in your seat. Seatbelts fastened. <laughs> Straight belts. tables up. Jeez. Flight attendant's going to walk into the cockpit and say, uh, can you put the, the seatbelt sign on? Russell Wilson's running up and down. He's going to get the team fined. <laughs> Oh, man. Jesus. All right. uh, Not great news out of Dallas today. Uh, It was uh, reported by Clarence Hill from the Star-Telegram that it is likely uh, due to a MCL sprain and a deep thigh bruise that Zeke Elliott will not play this weekend against the Bears. Now, Zeke himself did not rule it out, so we will see, but uh, that was according to uh, Clarence Hill's reporting today that his sources say that it's unlikely he will go on Sunday. They have the bye week, and then uh, they will be back in action after that. So, um, bettable or forgettable, Sean, Zeke Elliott has a knee sprain that could keep him out this weekend. This is the NFL's version of load management. Mm. Older guy, not old, but a lot of mileage you know, on that vehicle. Probably don't need him to beat the Bears. I mean, the chance the Bears just traded Robert Quinn. So basically, that staff, that management there in Chicago, they know that they'll still be employed whenever they move into the new stadium just because they just beat the Patriots on national TV. So now they're acquiring more resources. They trade their best defensive lineman. I wouldn't be surprised if Roquan uh, Smith is soon to follow. So. He wanted to trade preseason. I think Chicago made their stand. I don't see them having much success moving forward. They haven't faced anything like this Dallas defense they're going to face. So I think they can win the game without Ezekiel. Uh, Dak Prescott is back. I would imagine they try and throw the ball around a little bit because Dak Prescott actually didn't play that well versus the Detroit Lions. Um, so it's low management in my opinion. They know they have the bye coming the following week, so he gets you know full – Almost 20, 21 days because he's been off this week. He's going to get, you know, the bye week, you know, integrating back in after that. Andy Dalton, hashtag my time. It is his time. He is the starter down there in New Orleans, Sean. As Dennis Allen said that Jameis Winston is healthy, but it will be Andy Dalton who uh, will get the start. I saw Mark Ingram. I think he was doing an interview with uh, Kay Adams, I want to say. And they, he was saying that, you know, we, we need Jameis back. Mm-hmm. Well, he's available, and it's going to be Andy Dalton. You think this goes over all right? Well, here's Dennis Allen. Uh, I don't know if he's ever been in broadcasting, but, uh, <laughs> you know, just DM me, email me your resume. I'll get it over to the proper channels. You know, we'd love to have you here at VEASAN because he won't be the head coach of the Saints next year. 
call for him already be gone? Listen, Jameis Winston played three games. Say what you want, he was turning the ball over. That has to stop. But he was averaging 286 yards per game passing the football. Dalton's played four games. He's averaging 236 yards per game throwing the football. They both have almost identical completion percentages. Um, Jameis Winston's averaging more yards per attempt. I, I don't get the correlation between going with Dalton after him completely. But you think New Orleans wins this weekend in spite of this decision? Uh, I think it's a good scheduling spot for New Orleans. I haven't made a decision yet. I, I got to see what Mike Thomas is doing. If they have a chance to win, Mike Thomas is playing. If he's out, you know, with some kind of toe injury that he's had since, uh, I think, January of 2020, <laughs> he had that thing pre-COVID. <laughs> He's still missing games for it. I know that they've checked out on Dennis Allen. All right, we'll wrap up with the biggest headline of the day in the NFL, and that is that the Bears have indeed shipped Robert Quinn to the Philadelphia Eagles in exchange for a fourth-round pick. Uh, Robert Quinn last year, 18 and a half sacks. He's got one sack so far this year, Sean King. He's wearing that Pro Bowl uniform in that graphic, something Carson Wentz Woo. and Mitch Trubisky would know nothing about. they got rid of the Pro Bowl. Nope. Gonna count. The Pro Bowl's been defunct. They Gonna just count. hadn't announced it. Gonna. Mac Jones went to the Pro Bowl as a rookie and got benched before I the know. halfway point of the following season. That alone should let you know the Pro Bowl has no absolute and that's why meaning would, whatsoever. And that's why I knew both of those quarterbacks were such scrubinis that they would not even be invited to a, a where the mediocreest of quarterbacks. Hey, Ron Rivera said he believes in Carson Wentz wholeheartedly. Yeah, he likes he likes his analytics. Real quickly, final thought: Robert Quinn to the Eagles, big time. They got to find a way to get Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen on the ground in the Super Bowl. Add more guys that have a history of rushing the quarterbacks. Looks smart to me. Thanks to Tim Kirkshen. Eric Eager, Cody Decker, Stuart Mandel, and Jonathan Von Tobel. Thanks to producer Britton. For Sean King, I'm Tim Murray. We're back tomorrow on VSIN Primetime. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. 